I'm going to do a bonus episode for you guys. I'm going to talk about a theory I have. And maybe I'll get a lot of hate for this theory, but I'd like to tell you some background first. I was in about 7th grade when I took a couple of behavioral tests. And when I took these tests, the results were inconclusive and varied. I found out that at that stage I had been officially documented as having dyslexia and a minor case of Asperger's. And when they confirmed this diagnosis, it was a small relief, but like it was also a slap in the face. Um, My parents had known for years and years and years that I had dyslexia. My mother had it, my aunt had it, all of my family had it. And so we knew, (laughs) we're like, we could have told you that. And for years, for like longer than that, for at least seven years while I was in elementary school, the school had said, oh no, she has right brain hemisphere disorder. Well, what is that? I mean, I'm sure you could look it up and you can tell me what it is, but that's not what I had. They couldn't even tell me how to document, how to teach me. They couldn't adhere to what I needed for admiral skills or to try and coax me to learn. They kind of just threw a label at me and said, okay, now that she's got this label, we can pretend to teach her. And I'm not going to dock my teacher's that got straddled with this. I dock the fact that the school didn't really give them the tools they needed. I, after seventh grade, I um, went into a summer school program um, and it was a private summer school program where they kind of put you back through real school. It cost my parents hundreds and thousands of dollars. It was almost like college. Or they set you up in a dorm and they make you take classes. And I did really well. And I came out to what a lot of my teachers said I was ahead of everybody. And through this, I've always kind of responded differently to people. And people ask me, well, you're on the Asperger spectrum. You're autistic how are you so well managed to the world? And the thing I want to tell parents and people out there is not that I'm well managed or that I've done stuff is that I believe autism comes from trauma. When you're young, when you're a baby, everything is a huge deal to you. And they call it almost the time of purple crying, where you cry for hours about something that's not that big a deal. And so I believe autism and Asperger's is caused by trauma. And it's how your body and how your mind 
recovers from that trauma, you will find that you're prepared for what's going to happen next. And maybe some people will go out there and tell me and agree with me that when you're in that space of where you've shut down and the whole world makes no sense, but you've also become entirely numb to it, you find yourself very safe, but it's also a very dangerous place. I'll talk more about how sometimes that place can be the most dangerous place in the world because you're in there only with yourself. There's a lot of time for self-development, but also a lot of time for self-harm. And it can get very scary in there. And the best thing to do for people with parent people who have these issues, who are going through trauma, who are going through the break time where the autistic child is stuck is just to be patient. I know one time I was working with an autistic child and she had a small breakdown where she couldn't move. I had unfortunately had to switch things up with her and she couldn't go take a shower. She had to go right from the shower, right from where she thought she was going to the shower to a swimming lesson. And she froze. She couldn't move. And it got to the point of, okay, well, we can sit down, we can hang out. I tried to coax her out of it, tried to coax her out of it. Didn't work, didn't work. And unfortunately, it got to the point of where we're in the middle of a dirt road. And for a while, we were safe. But unfortunately, hey, there came a car coming along. (laughs) So I had to kind of hoist her over my shoulder and move her along and when I put her back down I didn't mean to put her back down the way I did but when I did she went she hit me on the hand and I was like oh there's a reaction (laughs) and I wasn't offended or anything but I was just kind of shocked because she'd been frozen for so long and I wasn't sure what to do so I ended up just hanging out with her more She missed her swimming lesson. She got to go take her shower like she wanted. And it's not that she did this on purpose, but this was out of her schedule. This was out of her norm. And she needed things done to a certain way, and she wasn't going to take it. Um, One of the ways I deal with things like this is I also, I take a shower. I can't stand sometimes to be dirty. I don't understand sometimes. And my hair can be a greasy mat or thin as paper, but it will help me process whatever the heck I'm going through. Whether it's drama with people, world's not working out, or finances, or just day-to-day stress. Yes. One of the best ways is to, if you're finding that you're stuck in these breaking down points, is just to educate yourself more. 
and to get out more and find where you connect with people. It can be social, it can be Legos for adults, coloring for kids, or any number of things. You have to find something you're passionate about and strive to add it into a social aspect, but at the same time, be willing to work independently and be alone. Um, Knitting. You're knitting in a group, you're talking with people, and then at the same time you're working on this project. And, And it will go slow at first. You don't want to talk to people. It's great. Start with small groups, a friend or two, and then go bigger. Pretty soon you'll be the Sunday night knitter at a craft store or something like that. I can talk more about how I believe this trauma happens and how all kinds of things happen as well. Thank you for coming back. So I was going to talk more about this opinion that I've described about autism and how I think it comes from trauma. Now, all of you vaccines cause autism, get ready, hold on to your hats, I agree with you. Now put the brakes on. I agree that vaccines cause autism because when you're a child, now we can do more research into this if you want the specifics, but when you're just born, for like the first six months, You are poked with every freaking needle in that hospital. And finally, eventually, once you're done being poked with all those needles, you are are considered done with your vaccines for a few years. And I think from those vaccines is where the trauma comes from. So, in theory, you are a baby. Everything is a big deal to you. And kids hate shots. So needles poking them like that, that's a huge deal. And so that trauma to them then ends up shaping the rest of their life. And what that looks like, we're not sure. And it's all based on every child. And now I'm not going to go out on a limb and say if a child was allowed to developmentally process each of these things and they would come out better for it. No. Chemically, something else happens in the brain. And that's also, oh, oh, what shapes autism. It has nothing to do with the vaccine chemicals or anything like that. It has to do with the trauma and how it's presented and how it's shaping the child. Now, behavioralists, teachers, anybody like that might come out of their box and say, I disagree. And that's fine. But I do want to stretch out a couple of points. I'm on the autism spectrum. How I became this socialized throughout life, I don't know. I bless my mother. When I have a kid someday, I'm going to realize, oh my God, she taught me all these things for a reason. And she was a pushy woman. 
she didn't just push me to go places. At the same time, she left me alone to cultivate my spirit and to get me places. And one of my earliest memories is being kind of stuck in a situation where I was helpless. And after I got out of that situation, I said, you know, I'm never going to be helpless like that again. I'm never going to find myself in a situation like this again. So I've never wanted to be helpless ever again. So I've always gone out of my way to make things better for myself, to strive to be the best that I can be and to do all that I can do. So my mother, she, from when I started elementary school, kindergarten to older, she pushed me. Every sport that I was capable of doing, every sport I wanted to do, soccer, t-ball, track, basketball, I was, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to be good at it. And up until about fifth grade, I loved it. And then when it came to big competition teams, I wasn't sure. I wasn't thinking it was for me. And during that time, I didn't know what to do. And it seemed like every year she pushed me into it. And for a while it was good. But then I would find that, you know, I wasn't playing enough. And I wasn't doing enough. And now my fiancé is a coach on a small old, old team in town. And, you know, I realized that it wasn't me not playing enough. It was that there were too many kids. <laughs> And so I felt, you know, I wasn't that good because I got benched or any number of different things. And that all affected me. And it affected me not in a traumatic way, but just in a way that made me think I wasn't good and that I shouldn't do it anymore. I shouldn't waste my time. And so that constant pushing got crazy eventually. And up until about 7th or 8th grade, she always pushed and said, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. You can do it. I like it. Let's do it. She came to all my games. She cheered me on. She was a really good mom. And with all of that, when I got into high school, she kind of wanted me to do sports. But she said, you know what? You make your own way. You decide what you want to do. But you can't sit on the sidelines. And so I joined a group called the International Order for Rainbow for Girls. Now, if you've never heard of them, it is a lot of fun. It is where I learned a lot about public speaking. I learned a lot about leadership. I learned a lot about all kinds of stuff. And you also get to wear gowns and crowns all the time. So if you are a princess and you are a girl and you are between the ages of 11 to 18, go join the International Order of the Rainbow for Girls because you will thank me later. You will have tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of fun and more. So I'd like to hear more comments and more opinions and see if we can really 
activate this debate, or even if I can answer more questions for people out there about what I think, think goes into autism and how best to help. And if you want to talk about it more, or feel free to send me an email or anything like that. I'd love to talk about it with you more. Thanks.